Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Jim Cren No Restrictions Podcast. We are worldwide, we are nationwide on the Sideshow Network. The boys are in studio, they're at Talent Networking. Terry Jones, John Evans, Mike Wysocki. Ladies and gentlemen, Jim Cren. Jim Cren No Restrictions on the Sideshow Network. Brought to you by Star Chevrolet and Star Nissan in Greensburg. If you need a new car... Go to Star Chevrolet or Star Nissan in Greensburg. The sales staff, second to none, family-owned business. I got to tell you, you will walk out with the best deal in town. Star Chevrolet, Star Nissan in Greensburg. As I said, it's Jim Crenn, no restrictions. Terry Jones, John Evans, Mike Wysocki. Now, Mike is not here uh, today. So he he, uh, he has, yeah, he has something he has to do. He has a, a show commitment, so he, he couldn't be here, sadly. Uh, we love Mike. Our producer, Josh Folio, is. Uh, we have, Josh is going to be joining us on mic a little bit later because he attended the Bigfoot conference with me, which is what we're going to get into today. Uh, also, our engineer and producer, Corey Gale, is here taking care of the sound, as always. And Lamar. the man, he's the man. Thanks, Corey. Hey, Corey. Executive producer, David Sedamar, social media, uh, Frank Mergia. Now, yeah, as I said, Josh and I went to the Bigfoot conference in Salt Fork, Ohio, guys. It was unreal. I, wish, I know. I know. I'm you guys had shows. Yeah, yeah, we both had shows, but it, I, I would. You know. I can just imagine uh, some of these clips you're going to play for me. I know. <laughs> I, I, I know you guys wanted to be there. Bad. You had the commitment. You know, you had a show. You guys, you know, yeah. had to be there. And and Josh, you know, went along with me, and he's uh, he's here, but he's actually in intense therapy for the next five days. <laughs> yeah, but, I, but we're excited. We're excited about this show today because I get to play for you the interview of interviews for Bigfoot conferences. Uh, when we walked in, sitting at the table was Tom Powell. Tom Powell, P-H-O-M. With an H. With an H. Yeah, with an H. Tom with an H. At his table with his best-selling. I'm just going to say best-selling. Wait, That's Tom Powell? It, it, That's his name, Tom Powell. Tom Powell. The Powell. Tom Powell? Yes. Powell. That's what was in his two oh, bestsellers. J.D. Neighbor and The Locals. Which are his books on Bigfoot? One, and, one's nonfiction. By the way. Well, he said it's it's really he said <laughs> he said the uh, the fiction one is uh, really about real stories, but he but he calls it a fiction because it doesn't have to deal with yeah timeline timeline for plot movement and plot uh, movement and it's, things it's like a that. fiction it's wrapped around complex. Great book, by the way. Great great summer read, by the way. Shady neighbors. There were over 400 people there at the Bigfoot conference. It was sold out, guys. It was absolutely sold out. Salt. Where'd they hold Fork, this? Salt Fork, Ohio. Okay. Ramada, Doubletree. What are we talking? Salt Fork Lodge. Oh, okay. And Ooh. conference center. Huh? And conference, and conference center. center. Very nice <laughs> resort. <laughs> they tried getting us to a cabin. Well, they tried. They, cabin, tried. they, they were know. sold out, so they, they offered us right. a cabin. Well, if Josh and I did the cabin at the Salt Fork and High, we'd be Mr. and Mr. Jim Crant. <laughs> we like to know that. It's a different conversation. Yeah. Right <laughs> Bigfoot. Bigfoot was everywhere. And you walk in this place, man, there's like vendors everywhere. There's people walking around. People are selling like Bigfoot plaster things and t shirts, hats, the whole thing. And Tom's there selling stuff. And he's got lectures. Lectures going on all day long. Starting like at noon till eight at night on this particular Saturday, so Tom's there and he's the Bruce Springsteen, Bono, Jay Z of research guys of Bigfoot. He's the man. And I walk up and I'm thinking, there's no way I'm going to get the interview. And I say, uh, Mr. Powell, my name's Jim Crenn. We've explained in our show, guys, and would you do an interview? And he goes, Sure. 
<laughs> Whoa. I love talking about Bigfoot. Yes, I love to because we'll do it after two o'clock because I have a lecture and you know, I got to get ready. And I'm like, oh, hey, I know what you mean. You're set. See you after. So we go back later on. It's after we actually caught the uh, one hour lecture. Fantastic. Standing over. Brilliant. Mr. Powell. You got a standing over? Of course. He is Mr. This is the Bigfoot King. So so we go Changed back after after <laughs> and uh I walk up to him and said, You ready? He says, oh, yeah, a little bit. Well, come back a little bit. He says, how about uh, you buy me a beer? And I go, sure. You're doing the interview, I'll buy you a beer. So you wait like a half hour, whatever it was. We come back and Josh and I, and we said, All right. Do the interview and he go to the bar, walk over to the bar. The bar is closed. It's not open for like another half hour or something. So he goes, well, I have uh, cold beers in my room. You guys want to do the interview there? And, of course, I said yes. <laughs> and as soon as I said yes, I just started thinking of like every Dexter episode and stuff with the needles in the neck and you wake up plastic or whatever and everything, <laughs> you know. But I'm thinking, eh, Josh thought, that, hey, there's two of us. We're good. We got angles on. How old the I mean, guy is, is Tom Powell? Uh, <laughs> mid 50s. The mid 50s, slight of build. Yes. Is it, yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to picture you know, that. Yeah, yeah. Taller, so, yeah, taller, yeah, taller about my height. Okay. Well, yeah, slight of build, you know. <laughs> about your Looks height. like a professor. Six, I'm 6'2. Six two. Two? Okay. <laughs> Looks six like two. Uh, so he's a, an intellect, think of. A okay. professor. <laughs> yeah. What's he, how's he's he dressed? Uh, kind of like the tweed jacket kind of thing. He had a nice shirt, but he had like a. One of those Western type string ties. Okay, you know, bolo kind tie. of the bolo nice. tie. No kind hat. Of thing. Ah, no, like no hat. No, no, no hat. Just yeah. the boots and the bolo. Yeah, look like you know, a like college professor. Like he sells oil. Yeah, he sells oil. <laughs> like an oil salesman. Yeah, yeah, extra on what? Dallas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and we got to get into these stories too. There, there was all kind of themes at Bigfoot too. These two things that were out there. This, this uh, scientific support. Well, suppose the scientific report on Bigfoot finding. But anyway, Tom. We'll explain a little bit in this interview. It's uh, we're going to play excerpts for you um, because it's just too overwhelming to play straight through. It's Tom Powell, <laughs> right? It'll blow your mind. Yeah, it'll blow yeah. your mind. As, so anyway, as he said, we're going to blow your mind. He said in he takes, small he portions. Takes small portions. <laughs> yes. Uh, the, we sat down, and this was Tom's Charlie. I was like Charlie Rose. Yeah, he was excited too. So thank God. But I, <laughs> he even I, looked off I, camera during the interview. Yeah, he's, this oh, was yeah. this was big. I asked him the first question. I said, um, you know, in your quest to find Bigfoot, Tom, you have you have you ever been afraid? Because you think about how big Bigfoot Bigfoot's big. That's the name Bigfoot. <laughs> so when you when you have that encounter where you're looking, he, he could he could rip, just rip you in half. So you know, wouldn't you be a bit afraid of that? Oh yeah, there there when when you are fortunate enough or unfortunate enough to put yourself in the close proximity of one, uh, you find for the first time how powerful they are, and how able they are to absolutely dismantle you as a as a source of potential opposition. Uh, you are absolutely at their mercy, and and when I was in that situation, I was just reduced to a quivering wreck and I, I fled the scene and I, so how close I, was the the Bigfoot to you uh, I would say somewhere between eight and ten feet away uh, and wow. it, uh, it it just 
turned me into an emotional wreck, and I couldn't get out of there fast enough. Was this one of those nights you were going out with your camera you were talking about earlier? Well, I wasn't with a camera that night. I wasn't looking for Sasquatch or anything. I was out taking a walk in the woods uh, after midnight, as I often do, but, but I wasn't really out there with Sasquatch on my mind, and that is, in fact, how the things usually unfold. It happens when you're not looking for it. Uh, I Hmm. tell people, don't go looking for Bigfoot. Let Bigfoot find you. And that is what happened to me. But boy, when it happens, all your plans go out the window. And uh, that certainly was uh, the case for me. And uh, when I think back, I'm almost embarrassed with what a chicken I was. But um, I, I don't I, know, man. If I yeah, saw something right. like that, I'd run. I'm, I'm sorry. I'd have well, to take off. Well, I didn't off. see anything. It was it was pitch black, moonless night, uh, thick fog. But but I could hear the thing, and there was one in front of me, and there was one behind me. Did it have like and, a guttural scream or a high uh, well, noise? Well, they weren't or screaming or anything. Nothing? They were approaching me. They knew it was me. They were definitely uh, coming at me. But but they held all the cards. Uh, and when I realized there was a second one behind me, yeah. as well as the one in front of me that I could not see, uh, I felt just completely outgunned. I, I hmm. couldn't do anything but flee, and it was really uh, sort of a surprise to me how afraid I became, really even more than I had been when I was around bears or anything like that. It, it, it seems to me that they have the ability to project uh, uh, some sort of effect on your psyche that renders you incapable of opposing just in case you might be carrying a gun or some other menacing Thing. But they didn't come at you, which was good. I mean, well, they, they, they could have, but they you were there. You just kind of like checked you out. Yeah, must have just saw you weren't mm-hmm. menace. You didn't have any gun. I think they were having fun with me. I, th- really? I think they were just uh, just toying with you, like kind of. Sometimes you feel like you're part of a training exercise. They're showing the young ones how to uh, uh, circle in on the humans and render them incapable of, of opposition. It's really amazing. It's Walking away. <laughs> and even after what. midnight, no as I routinely do, he said, "You know, as I usually normally do." And I'm like, "Yeah, I don't know how many times I've looked out the window at midnight and said." I'm going to the woods, honey. I'm glad we're doing this in chunks because I don't think I could handle the whole thing all at once. I told you. I told you. I sat directly behind him. And he could not. I couldn't. I I was. Shook a couple times. Almost had me laugh. I love how he said that they have an effect on your psyche. Psyche, yeah. That's really, Mm -hmm. I guess, I like it. One in in front, one in the back, and the whole thing. And it was juvenile. They were juvenile. (laughs) Sounded like he almost got raped by a big (laughs) He's like, You are, I was emotionally (laughs) devastated. I thought he was going there for a second. I was like, Oh my God. What am I going to do? One in the front, one in the back. Hold it. Hold (laughs) it. Hold it. I don't know how he got out of there, man. He said he got out of there, right? I, I, you yeah. don't find Bigfoot. Bigfoot like finds you. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, words to words of advice. So, of course, you know, I just... You don't, I you don't go on. out looking yeah. for him. It's, that's right. He's going to show up. That's what I, what's, what I find so baffling about Bigfoot is that how he's... If there are Bigfoot or multiple big feet, I don't even know what the proper terminology... <laughs> I should have gone Sasquatch. to that conference. Sasquatch. <laughs> big feetal. <laughs> 
How come one doesn't just wander into a Target parking lot like a deer or something? You know what I mean? Just like he came over a bluff and those then he's questions. like, What's, what are those lights down there? Those questions and many more will be answered by the end of the show for you, John. Oh, we wow. touched on everything. You touched on that? And like this, for instance, you're wondering, what does Bigfoot eat? I asked him, right, what is his diet? Definitely they're preying on, on animals, deer uh, for one, but they're certainly fleecing uh, human agricultural operations, gardens, uh, even freezers in outbuildings. Uh, there's so much food on the landscape it boggles the mind. Uh, it, but that's why humans c- could be, become food to them. Or they could attack. It's possible. They haven't, though, really. There's no known attack of any type, right? Nor is there reason for uh, preying upon humans. There's just plenty of other stuff out there. I think they understand that if people start disappearing, then, of course, the villagers are going to go out with torches and pitchforks, and uh, that's not in their interest. But also, everything I'm seeing is that they're docile, peaceful, not not docile, they're not harmless, but, but they're not looking for a fight. They're, uh, they're kind of hippies, kind of <laughs> hate Ashbury Bigfoot. <laughs> well, in a sense, but, but uh, they're, they're just uh, live and let live. Yeah. Uh, they're... Um, they're just trying to uh, survive themselves as part of the landscape, but they're not. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna join. That's gonna be my motto for for the rest of the year. Bigfoot. I'm gonna be like Bigfoot and live and let live. Yeah. I like that. Or, or another one is you don't find Bigfoot. Bigfoot finds you. They fleece human agricultural operations. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and freezers and outs and outhouses. Yes. He says like you know. That's just the way that is. They they go to these freezers and these agricultural areas. They right? fleece. And they w- fleece. W- they what happened? shop. Where's the food? And they go, well, Bigfoot was there last night, I guess. And he's, boom. What? <laughs> the, then does that mean does Bigfoot have freezers that they put in? Yeah, yeah right. Or, or like a mini hibachi <laughs> out in the woods. <laughs> Somewhere deep really in the cave. really fans of Lean Cuisine. <laughs> well, I, I asked uh, you know Tom about tracks because a lot of these people, they all had – all the lectures had different pictures of Bigfoot tracks. Right. And so I'd asked Tom in his research, has he ever seen a Bigfoot track? You've seen Bigfoot tracks and now you outside of Portland. You've seen them yourself and confirmed you in your mind their tracks. Sure. Uh, you're never 100% certain. That's just the nature of the study. But I've seen, in some cases, tracks of 100 impressions uh, I've also seen casts that other people made, and uh, most of all, the places where the tracks show up and the situations under which they occur were a lot more convincing than um, I ever thought back when I was living in the city and getting all my information from the media. <laughs> See? Getting all the information from the media because there's reports constantly, right, guys? We just, you know, always telling us stuff about the moon landing and uh, <laughs> there are no Bigfoot. <laughs> uh, well, what do you think? It's impressive, isn't that it? That is truly impressive. Impressive his level of uh, commitment. I mean, I love a good conspiracy theory. I yeah. really do. It's I, I but, admire. It. But this is this one takes the cake to me because. When you, you know, it would have happened. We we would have seen him. It would have, it, you know, 
They're, You're I fighting it. I'm There's fighting. Reason. I'm There's fighting. Reason. He's fighting. Does he ever convince you at any point? Does he start to? <laughs> There's, no, There's no way. <laughs> so, right? I agree with you, John. No, There's no you way. You told him you're on the fence. Well, I, no, I don't know, so man. I'm on right, the fence. Right, right. right. I think. You know, I think I might believe. You know? Yeah. Sell yeah. me on Bigfoot. Sell me. You know, yeah, that's what yeah. you say. And that's kind of what I'm waiting for him to do. And I'm just. He'll get there. I'm he'll, just not he's hearing cover it. All I'm, the I had to. I had to say. I didn't want to get knifed or something in the room. I had the exit over the beer bottles. I, I love that you're the commitment to this uh, conference and the fact that you ended up in this guy's uh, in his room, room having beers with yeah. him. The most I had yeah. a few the beers Springsteen in the room. The Springsteen of Bigfoot. I was having beers with. Amazing. And he let's was... just say 400 people there believe that Bigfoot is real. Oh also. yeah, yeah, right. And you have they've realize... had encounters with some of these, people, which we'll get to. And we ran into some, another guy who did have an encounter. He said. But there's encounters all over the world. It's crazy whenever you think about like how many different legends of Sasquatch there are. Like there's some in Asia that they actually found on one TV show in Sci-Fi where they found the fur in a real track and and it was all in the Chinese news where they're like, oh, this this Yeti. I forget the. They all have different names though. Like there was an ape skunk that's in Florida where you can smell it coming, and everybody's like, I I smelled it coming, and it's related to Bigfoot. (laughs) And He's his related. and his cousin <laughs> is a yeti that lives in yeah. Tibet, and it's in the mountains of Tibet with Shaolin monks, and they just yeah. meditate together. And like John said, you know, you think one would wander somewhere. I mean, can you hide that? Well, but they're saying that they live in these little colony tribes or something, and they can hide and stuff. But they're Johnny, so that... they're so self aware that they don't absolutely well stray, stray, stray off course and end up <laughs> next to a Dunkin' Donuts at any because point. They don't. They donuts send the and... juveniles yes. out when people like Tom are out walking to practice to not get caught. Oh, not really. Right, the way right, the right. Juveniles... I forgot there's an elaborate right? like yes. ninjas. It's like ninjas. They're a yeah. society. They, they're they, society. They, they're, yeah, they they're talk, that does explain the. They have their own teachings. They have their own. Well, they're, they're, the funny thing was, <laughs> Josh and I were howling. It. There was a, a theme throughout the weekend with the the uh, speakers. There was a, there was a research. How drunk did you have to get to to enjoy? I just sobered up two hours ago. <laughs> I'm still not all the way there. There's a lady named Doctor Doctor Melba Ketchum. There was, her the, name is Melba. It is her, yes. In the research uh, that she did, I guess she worked years on this research. She she really proved it, John. So you could you could say what you want. You could say, "Hey, Jim, there's no Bigfoot." But but Doctor Ketchum uh, did a genome thing, like a DNA uh, research, and she actually had it well published in a science journal none none that we know of like all the main all the all the harvard journal whatever all the the mainstream science journals just shut her down for some reason they wouldn't accept it but uh somehow she may have bought a journal or got it somehow got it into this journal coincidentally there's a journal that popped up i don't know the name of it but it, they they bought into it and you can buy it for like it really like 30 dollars she sells it or something like that but so it's not it, no mainstream scientist is buying into the fact that she did research and found DNA proof of Bigfoot. So <laughs> we talked. We Tom, uh, Tom uh, mentioned Doctor Ketchum's uh, study a bit in a lecture he attended. And he described Bigfoot as living in the community, as I said, and he said they're extremely intelligent. I asked him in the interview if he thought they were half human. And he responded. Well, I'd say really human, really intelligent. We don't know what the other half is. I I can't say that they're not 
uh, extraterrestrial in origin. They do live here. Uh, but um, there is a mysterious element to the DNA, at least according to the study that was just recently completed. Uh, she's a little bit reluctant to speculate on the origin of the DNA. I don't have a scientific reputation to worry about, so I don't care. I'm willing to speculate on anything. I am an astronomy teacher, have been for 28 years. So to me, um, there is this element of astronomy that, that the public isn't always aware of and, and may have a bigger influence on the goings-on in our world than we realize. Well, for instance, like, uh, if they're half-human, do they have do they have attraction to, uh, for instance, if, if a male, you know, Yeti saw Kate Upton, would he be hot for her? Would he, would there be attraction? All I know is that um, according to the DNA information that she, that, that Dr. Ketchum has produced, uh, she thinks that there is enough similarity to the DNA that they could interbreed with humans. Tall Sasquatch furry half human. It could result in a um, offspring. Have you seen Ken Upton, right? Dude, Bigfoot's the, gonna hit on her. Half, the half only human. the only thing I ever came close to Bigfoot is I went to the same high school that the guy that played Harry and the Hendersons went to, <laughs> and he also played the Predator. That's it. That's my same closest. Guy? Yeah, yeah. Is uh, Kevin Peter Hall? That's the closest I've ever came to Bigfoot. Speaker at you could actually thing, speak. I guarantee. Yeah, yeah I could. Like, I went to the high we'll school call, that Harry. We'll call Tom. Fuck yeah. him. Fuck him, yeah. <laughs> But but aren't hardcore uh, Bigfoot people like, aren't they like hugely angry about Harry and the Hendersons because of the <laughs> discrepancies? I mean, yeah, don't they? Uh, ask that, them. Yeah, maybe, oh god, maybe they would. I'd There's a few. I'm, it's a good thing I wasn't off? there because I would have asked Brought a lot of up, questions huh? about that. And uh, <laughs> as a di- subject, I would have been like, didn't the six million dollar man kill the last Bigfoot like thirty <laughs> years ago <laughs> like, uh, in a two part episode? That is hilarious. I don't remember that one. Security would have oh, been be- it. the greatest six million dollar man episode ever. <laughs> See, that, you know what's you know what's funny though? If you even try to joke with them, a yeah, right, bit, they right. get like right back on to like yeah, you know right. the Ketchum study and stuff like that. This Ketchum study, they're really hanging her hat on. I asked them, I said. You know why I, uh, Mr. Powell? Why? Why is the mainstream science shunning Doctor Ketchum's DNA work? Man, what's the thoughts on this uh, on the validity? There's lots of sort of ancillary reasons why her work isn't going to be immediately embraced. When other people do the work and find a similar result, then I think that that will force the scientific community, first of all, to acknowledge it, and then the public will probably follow after. Well, she had the, they said she had like 100 samples or something. Mm-hmm. Where did she get the samples of like a, uh, for a Bigfoot? She got them from all over. Just She put out the word. Uh, everybody seems to be in touch with everybody else on the Internet, so she made it uh, clear that she was collecting the information she was collecting the samples if people would share them out and she would get the work done uh, courtesy of a philanthropist uh, named Wally Hersom who was going to help you know provide what she could not and that is the 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 lab equipment and the lab time uh, to do the work are we really just going to let that go that he said that they could be extraterrestrials? Are we just going to Okay, oh the guy is a um mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. former astronomy I'm teacher. I'm in. I'm all in. And a Bigfoot enthusiast. And so he's combined I had a beer with this two, man, of course. His two favorite things <laughs> in the world like what yeah. if there were aliens and 
and they were and big, big yeah. and Bigfoot yeah, half and is, half. That is so great. Everything he said about Bigfoot in the interview, he, you know, he projected this guy, and I'm wondering if it's just like part of him or part of what he want aspires to be. Because, I mean, for instance, the one question I asked him, I said, uh, you know, he, we were talking about him. He said a lot about him being eco friendly and things. Mm-hmm. Really. Powell described him as like a furry Al Gore. The Bigfoot was like, yeah, this is the inconvenient <laughs> Bigfoot oh, truth. Ice is melting and my big <laughs> feet are falling through. So he, he explains this lifestyle as, as that. Their lifestyle is zero impact. Uh, they uh, don't, the fact that they can exist as widely as they do, but leave very little evidence of their passing, uh, clearly implies that they're living a zero-impact lifestyle. Uh, They also, of course, if there's anything to this communication that people report, the the stuff that people say is, is that that's their agenda. And, of course, any intelligent set of creatures on this planet would have to realize the finite... Uh, nature of the resources on the planet and that we as humans are living in, in we're completely oblivious to the finite aspect of the resources that we're consuming we have to change our ways and as we mature as a as a species in a population that's becoming abundantly clear i think these creatures are more intelligent and more informed uh, than we are about these issues and they're hoping for us to mature as a species and, and embrace that and recognize that because we're both sharing this planet and the resources that it, it provides, atmospheric and so on and so forth. I would still have current TV if Tom Powell was running it. Uh, so somewhere Bigfoot is driving a hybrid yes. <laughs> yeah, to yeah, like yeah. The, his next destination to teach the kids how to stock. He has the big foot, but a little carbon imprint. <laughs> he got excited, Tom, did when I asked him if he knew other people that had run into Bigfoot that had sightings. He got a little, little excited over it. I've been in touch with people who, as grown-ups, recollect childhood experiences in which they were interacting with the Sasquatch in these really rural places. Rural Missouri was one place where uh, a gal named Dora Bradley uh, was interacting or routinely with the Sasquatch. And, and she, it was so f- familiar to her that she was of the assumption that everybody uh, had that exposure. Only when she was older did she come to realize the rarity of her experience uh, when she was talking with her husband, who uh, they went to see a movie, they watched the Sasquatch being poorly portrayed as violent monsters. She matter of factly mentioned to her husband that they're not like that, and her husband was incredulous that she was making uh, such a casual statement about something that people didn't even take seriously. Mm-hmm. She described uh, to me. Um, being taken to some sort of cave or shelter and she had the experience of of witnessing what she felt was the burial of an infant and the bereaved mother who was cuddling uh, her almost as a surrogate for the child that she felt was the one that was being buried so due to some sort of tragic you know loss death uh, they were burying the young one in the cave, and she was witness to it. In fact, she was being uh, uh, cuddled in the bereaved 
Mother Sasquatch's arms, if you want to accept her story as valid, and, and I do. She isn't wanting attention. She is very matter-of-fact about her statements, and she isn't ballyhooing them and trying to get on uh, Inside Edition or any kind of media exposure. That was priceless. Priceless, man. Wow. Confusion. Uh, yes, horror. Horror. Everything. Just like Tom All said, you know, she, she wasn't ballyhooing anybody. <laughs> we don't want to ballyhoo. I so, mean, go no, 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 not at all. I, I'm, I'm just trying to make sure that we all heard that right. So, yeah. so this, this woman, yeah, uh, was talking not like it's nonchalantly, right? She's like, "Yo, I was well, chilling with Bigfoot, and this movie is bullshit." Right. Bigfoot is such a nice person. I went to a Bigfoot funeral the other day. Yes. And this ain't how they act. Like and, that's. And the best part was, she turned to her husband and said, "This, if, <laughs> if Hetty said that to me, <laughs> we'd be." Driving to Western Psych or something for a while, right? I mean, really, he's like, I don't know. She just said it right there, and I'm like, you know, they're portraying them. Is that Harry and the Hendersons going fake? <laughs> yeah, this girl is like, they're portraying fake. them wrong. Bigfoots do not husband. react in this fashion. They no. cry just like us at funerals. <laughs> the they hus- drive yeah. hybrid hearst. And the husband said, "Well, why, honey? How do you know?" And she just came out with that story. And wow, that's pretty much. Now it gets a little crazier if you if you could imagine that happening but it gets a little more out there now more into the you know the 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 like the telepathy or the telepathic sense he uh was we're watching his lecture and tom said tom powell said that there was a guy he knew and he said he's ran into other people who've done this that bigfoot has telepathically the psyche of the bigfoot as he mentioned connected (laughs) with people and called them and there was a guy um wherever it's they're all outside of portland it seems who lived in the woods there in a wooded area and he really got in <laughs> the really, coincidence that like weed is practically legal in portland <laughs> <laughs> and that's where all the bigfoot sightings are well yeah and uh tom really got yeah into this i thing. saw it too you know <laughs> <laughs> He said a few nights in a row. That's how good the weed was. A few nights in a row, Bigfoot would telepathically wake this guy up in like two at two in the morning or something. And the guy and he'd tell the guy he's hungry. And the guy would go out into the woods (laughs) and he'd put a bowl of chili. Out there into the woods, okay. What now? Beans or no beans? That's yeah. the, you know. I thought, <laughs> you know what's weird? I Big thought the veg- same thing because yeah. I like no beans. Yeah, well. but but I but the <laughs> next morning, okay. Let's say beans and Bigfoot farted. Okay. The next morning, he went out to look for the bowl of chili, and Tom said it was licked clean. Huh? People were gasping when they heard, and I was like, "Wow, it was licked clean." No way, it could have been a. An animal of some sort. Oh, right? no. I mean, no bears are walking around <laughs> in the woods going, hey, man, someone left out some chili. I think I'm going to eat this shit. It was shit. licked clean. The bowl was licked clean. So, of course, I had to go right in. I had to ask him about this, you know. He's, uh, he's saying that the communication was in English, but it wasn't through spoken words, but it was ideas that would land solidly in his head, and it was clear what their uh wishes were they they wanted him to do what he had been doing right along and that is putting food out uh for them 
so it was certainly uh, something that I wasn't prepared to take seriously when I first heard it, but when I checked uh, with other people who felt they were privy to Sasquatch ways, to my surprise, they said, oh yeah, we, uh, we're very well aware of that. Yes, we get that too. Don't laugh at it. Since then, I've met several other people. In fact, there's several people at this conference who will corroborate on that. I mean, they communicate. You that, that ex- explains <laughs> an alien. Uh, is it kind of alien? Yeah, is it kind of falling together? Uh, the puzzle kind of coming yeah. together for you, Johnny. Remember, this is 22 now? minutes straight. Oh yeah, yeah. like there yeah. was no breaks. And you can't laugh. And John, how do you feel about that? I mean, we're talking about like the the extraterrestrial side of this, and how everything seems to always go back to aliens. Uh, uh-huh. I mean, isn't it crazy how everything uh, telepathic has to do with? Well, I mean, I think animals. Yeah, I mean, like Mothman's talking to people the same be, way. If if they are an, a species on yeah. this planet that eats chili, may, uh, that eats chili <laughs> or hot dog sauce, which is what I call the no beans version of no chili. Beans, no beans. Is it possible that like other animals? You can project your feelings, and you know how other animals can sense whether you're scared or, you know, like a baby can tell if you're angry. Yes. Um, I think that, like, I think that this could, it doesn't have to be an alien phenomena. But there's like but, a connection. You're saying, yeah, an and, and but it could be an animal connect. Like, just maybe they're a more higher evolved. You know what? You're right. Animal I than have we a, are, I which have is a... how they've allowed themselves. Yes. To be to to remain. I have a German right. shepherd that, that that is actually you guys have seen Coda. And he looks he's out of shape. He's a rescue shepherd, and he looks like Philip Seymour Hoffman. He has a like a gut, and he says like a, and a sensitivity. And a sensitivity. <laughs> he does because he looks at me when I when I throw the ball. Like he's gonna speak to me like Philip Seymour Hoffman. It's like you know that game we play where you throw the ball and and now. Uh, and I run out and get it, and then <laughs> I bring the ball back to you, and then you just take the ball, and you throw the ball back to where I just was. Um, you see the uh, redundancy? <laughs> I mean, I'm connecting with, with soft eyes. It's true. So, so maybe you're on to syndrome. I mean, the animals are just, there's that sensitive connection. I, I think you get right? vibes from animals, you get vibes from people. And, and you get vibes you from Bigfoot. Yeah. And potential alien creatures. Yeah. Like the big yeah. foot. I wonder if they get athletes big foot. I know, I think all Do they, they, they frown, on, do they frown on Bigfoot? They prefer yeah, the, ma- the Sasquatch. The, the scientific well, no, term. No, they, they Sasquatch. Were Bigfoot, Sasquatch, yeah. Yeti, whatever. But but they um they all love Bigfoot. There, over four hundred people, and and asked you know Mr. Powell said, hey, you know, were they here for fun? Is that what it's all about? Why are they? You know, because because like you said, Johnny. I'll go in and say, yeah, yeah, I don't want to disrespect anybody. It's like, oh, yeah, I don't know, or something. I really don't believe it. But I can't, you know, say, yeah, I don't know. But, I'm th- but I, it was fun. And there were some people there. Yeah, we were drinking pretty hard. We were partying hard at the bar. Let's say, let's say okay. Bigfoot people <laughs> like scotch. That's I all c- I want to say. Yeah, I could have got into it, I yes. feel. <laughs> like, and by I, the end of it, I could. Yeah. Well, know. I asked them, is it fun? There's another reason they follow it, and that mm-hmm. is because they've had experiences of their own. That Some of these people, right? Have, yeah, there are people you're saying that you maybe even talked to. Uh, and, and that's what I, I really sort of wanted to portray, and that's why mm-hmm. I wrote the second book, Shady Neighbors, is because you get so much information, and it so much portrays a, a, a pattern that I just felt like, well, I, I just have to put it out there and, and, and sort of describe the story that many people have offered to me in, in sort of a uh, uh, template 
and uh, in a way that gives the public a, a, a picture of what these people mm-hmm. experience individually. You know, he's, he was actually a very nice man. Super nice guy. By his books. How about that? Summer read at the beach. There it is. Shady I'm Neighbors. Over, I'm all over Shady Neighbors, right? And, and after his speech, too. Did you too, pick up copies of the book? I had to buy one, yeah. Bought, that was the first thing he did. Did you? Are you into it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm waiting for the audio book from read. Tom. Oh, no. uh, Shady Neighbors, my Tom. Oh, I would have devoured oh, I that. I want you to read it to me. It's the only way I want to. I'm waiting for audio. After his, after his speech, he comes out, and someone's saying, oh, it was a great speech. And he, the blinders are off. The blinders are off. <laughs> the blinders are off for Bigfoot. So, so <laughs> we're, we're hanging all day and, you know, met some real nice people. We're watching all the different lectures. So at the end of the night, of course, we're hitting the bar pretty heavy. And this guy walks out and we're hanging. Kind of like a mountain man kind of guy. Just good, good man. Good man from Southwest Ohio. Nice I'm just good guy. Anyways, his name was Dave. Didn't want me to say his last name, which I don't blame him because he has to work. And he has <laughs> okay. to work. He doesn't okay. want to have to answer about Bigfoot. Right. Because I did ask him. <laughs> Uh, Dave, after <laughs> yeah, said, yeah. I don't want everyone to know I'm crazy. Well, Just these 400 <laughs> people here. Because I did. I said, Dave, uh, to, to, you know, Tom Powell, they all knew him. Of course, said most people oh, here Tom. have had run ins with Bigfoot. Have you? And he goes, Oh, yes, I have. So I asked him about his Bigfoot encounter. And he said this I was uh, on, a, on his uh, secondary road. And I just came up upon it. it looked, How many years ago would you say? Like uh, 2010. Okay. 2010. And I was calling this uh, dirt road. And they went the traditional okay. route. And I was driving, and I must have surprised it because it looked at me, took off. Then he stopped by a tree, stopped and looked at me, make sure I wasn't going to do anything to it. Took off and then ran right on to the woods. What did he did it look like? What we're seeing out there, you know, these pictures and stuff like that. It actually looked like a, a yeti, a sasquatch. It was black, okay. black hair. You could see the hair moving when it was running on the body. On the body, and it was completely black from the top to the bottom. Everything was black. So he's. You couldn't. Have mistake. You were sure it wasn't a bear, you, no, right? No bear. I've seen bears. It wasn't a black bear. This thing was running. The closest I could say it was running was like a uh, baboon, a giant baboon. It was tall. It was running on all fours. Oh, okay. And then, like I said, it stopped, turned around, looked at me. It's like it was like seeing what I was getting ready to do. Were you afraid? No. I would be scared. I was in shock, but I wasn't afraid. Yeah. And like I said, it looked at me, turned, ran, turned around, walked that, looked at me again, and then he ran into the woods. That's a new phenomenon, black squash. <laughs> <laughs> that is the newest. <laughs> you know, black squash. Black squash among squat. racial lines, really? That's how you really he was going. Yo, he, black squash. Just like a black person, like when you see cops, the first thing you think of is the run. <laughs> and you know, it's crazy. Like if I would have saw the black squash, like when black people see one black person run, we all run. We don't know what it is. <laughs> I feel like I would have ran with black squash. <laughs> like, oh, shit, what's going on, man? Let's get out of here. Man, can I climb this tree too? That'd be like the movie Black Squatch starring Samuel L. Jackson <laughs> as Black Squatch. God damn it, I told you. <laughs> Motherfuckers, stay out of the woods. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking Black Squatch. 
It sounds like something Quentin Tarantino would direct. Yes, yes. Black Squatch with oh, Jamie Foxx as the hunter. I like hunter. the way how he said he goes, I... I, I came up on him. I think I surprised him. Yeah. Did he, yeah. he drop a bottle of lotion and some <laughs> tissues? Right. I think I surprised him, actually. He ran. You went, the, the stories that were going around, not only the bar, but around the conference, like like that, like the Melba, the, the, the catch him thing. And then there's one about this some guy. But they talk to you like you're supposed to know this. Like I would read books and articles on the Internet. I don't remember this story on the CNN or any of the news breaking news but some guy <laughs> said he shot a bigfoot and <laughs> no, he... i do remember that yeah yeah, I do, yeah i do remember that because there was some no well, there was some someone had like photos and stuff and they, they yeah, i think well, it was a hoax well no no Whoa, no no way. Way. he shot him hey, hey, he hey, shot hey, him that's I what it did asking dave about this Isn't guy that <laughs> we'll clarify that, that for why you. they call it a conference because yes. you like actually learn stuff. Yeah, like yeah, you'll learn. What's the story with the guy who they said killed a Bigfoot? Did, did he? Did he actually? Sh- he said he shot two of them. Did, did he? He hid the one that he killed. He hid one. He hid one. You have to check that one out because I don't know all the details. Yeah, on that. but he hid one. And did he show it to people? He hid it. He just won't show it to anybody. He didn't show it, and that well, the one guy talked him into going out and getting it, and apparently that's where he got the specimen, the DNA stuff. Oh, for for the the lady kitchen. So for the veterinarian who did the thing, that's where they they they're saying now that's where that came from, from him shooting. Yes. Where did he shoot that? Where did he? Where at? It wasn't in Ohio, right? It was no, it Pacific not, Northwest? Yeah. Oregon or Washington? I, I'm not sure. Dave uh, uh, was really, you know, breaking this story down about the guy show because don't forget now, Bigfoot is half human. Yeah. So I asked Dave, you know, did this mess with the guy's head? Because he actually, you know, maybe technically killed a, ha- a human in a way. The guy shot him. If it's half human, it's considered murder because it's human. That's possibly, and apparently he he like broke down after that. You have to watch that interview. Okay. I mean it it changed him. So he got like a feeling of guilt and yeah, all that kind of stuff I, from I the whole deal. It was shooting. Good. Yeah, I mean, because that is half human. Basically, has the rights of our constitution in a way. I have to see. Let's you have see. to read some of the, what the Indians have talked about. Well, not since Obama went in. <laughs> We're all about uh, the same. I like, how, I like how he's told me you have to watch that interview. Of course, he's talking about the famous Every question uh, he had, no, you got to watch it. You watch it, and you'll find these answers. Well, I, I like this guy. I mean, I don't like the fact that he shot a Sasquatch, you know, a black Squatch. That, that's just messed up. But, I mean, you know, uh, at least it sounds more realistic about him encountering a Bigfoot compared to everyone else because my when my dad was growing up, he always told me that to prove that they saw something, they would kill it and then show people. So they like guy Yo. killed it and hit it. Well, he that was yeah. weird. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> he hit. Well, they said he hid one. So what happened to the other one? I like, don't, you know, I was afraid to ask. Did there. he turn it into like Sasquatch jerky or I, something? Yeah, really. He never <laughs> like, said that. Yeah. <laughs> Sasquatch steaks. His family's going to eat burgers. I like to feel he maybe this? did an elaborate prank where, like, his brought his buddies over and he did like a weekend at Bernie's thing, like, hey, <laughs> what I did? and tried to pretend like it was alive. No, he's just tired. Come on, let's. And they play the Caribbean music and he starts dancing <laughs> awake. What, what, what music would he? You would have to play like Parliament or some shit, like George Clinton. 
I think Sasquatch's jam would be Creedence Clearwater Revival. <laughs> Just out in the jungle. <laughs> I'm going to run through the jungle. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Are you in for next year's? Oh, yeah. Oh, We're all there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck the hell yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. In. Seriously. It's weird because I did a show uh, like 10 feet away from where Bigfoot is. Like it was. In the fucking one of the tribes, middle of Pennsylvania. One of the tribes. Let's not get crazy. I was the only black squatch there beef. anyway. <laughs> so <laughs> next time I'm going to the fucking some Bigfoot convention. Some juveniles just checking you out. That's all. Just well, toying with how, me. Just how do we feel about this? Like, how? Uh, what's everyone's thoughts here today? Like, how do we feel, Corey, including you? I know, you know you're the sound engineer. You're all the way over there. I, how do we feel we about Big Foot? I have gone Corey's from a non-believer. Like, I've gone from a non-believer. I can't believe I'm even here dude, right on now. The fence. <laughs> on the fence. Oh, Donnie even went real? from non-believer on the fence. I'm on the fence. You're you on know, the fence. I, my thoughts are, you know what? If that floats your boat and you ain't hurting anyone, fucking go for it. Okay? You know what I mean? If, that, if this is what gets your mind off shit and you want to believe it, then, hey, do each their own. Go well, for we, your thing. Like, we find... Three, there, there's always every year there's like a couple hundred new species of animals that we thought were extinct like every year that are found and it just blows my mind that you know i mean maybe there is so you a are such a believer as, i am a believer in the paranormal i like I'll that, put it that there's way. Always, everyone has exactly like, yeah, I, I hey, kinda, I, but, but i'm not gonna say that everybody telling these stories about their run-ins with bigfoot are real but I do believe there's something yes, out there. Part of me, I'm, I'm Asian yes, motor. Are. Part uh, of me really, really wants, I don't know why, just for these people, I guess, because, you know, because you can imagine a majority of people just look at them as loons or something. I want big, I'd love for Bigfoot to be real and come out of the woods and go, I'm here. So all those people would go, right there, motherfucker. You know? Yeah. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> and then I aliens will you. come down from space and be like, hey, man. <laughs> Y'all killed Jesus. <laughs> you talked to our president, Tom Powell. <laughs> <laughs> What do you think, Josh? After the whole experience, I, I, I'm still, I'm still recovering. I, I don't even know. What I'm doing. <laughs> I, 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 it was. I had to walk away for half the interviews. To be quite honest, I couldn't, <laughs> couldn't do it. I was, I was. Yeah, you did an excellent job of no, not, he, not making it look like you were like trying to make fun of these people. The, and you Jim clearly looked like were. He was interested. Yeah. Like I was looking at his face. I mean, he was. He did. He played it off well. I mean, figured, it must hey, have been tough. I mean, a couple times could... I did have to bite my lip. You know, because going there, I respect every human. But you know what I mean? Like right. you said, it, it, but there were times, you know, I'm like, all right, look, I'm going to go in this open mind, respect it, and a whole thing. But then when you get, when you start going into some <laughs> of that shit, man, I was just, I mean, I bit my lip on a, a few of them, man. When he was the, the, the two big feet, when they were after him, the, young, the juveniles, that yeah, one almost, yeah, almost yeah. broke on that one. <laughs> it was a I big did one. break on that one. I, I think Jim ran into Bigfoot at one point. He's just not telling us. Keeping the secret. It, it, it well. Was, is that Permanis down the strip did. district? <laughs> well, they always come out at night. My, my walks into the woods. Yeah, and then, and as then I routinely do. It was know, like, get me a <laughs> Permanis sandwich no. with turkey and cheese. No slaw. No slaw this time. Telepathically sending that message. <laughs> hey, well, you know what? Your brain. <laughs> <laughs> Like Mothman. We did not. We did not. We did not come back from the Bigfoot convention. Empty handed. Josh and I have gifts for you guys as we close oh, wow. the show here. He brought us Wishmaster. Better. We have we have oh, Bigfoot wow. air fresheners. Awesome. 
Huh? The, yeah, this oh, is this is awesome, man. Jones, Thank John you, Evans, oh, man. Josh you should have. I, I want an Instagram. Corey Gale, our sound engineer. You no, know, everyone has an uh, air freshener. Mike Wysocki, you could make the show. Scented. We have an air freshener. We for have you, an Mike. air freshener for Mike. Well, that is it. the show. I'm we, glad it smells like. We appreciate like it. <laughs> David Settlemeyer, executive producer, Frank Merge of social media. Thank you, the Sideshow Network. Don't forget to get the Sideshow uh, Network app. You can get all the shows on Sideshow. It's just one little touch there. I get the app today. Also, special thank you to Star Chevrolet, Star Nissan in Greensburg. And we just, we had a blast. We had a blast. Uh, get our, uh, going special to thanks Bitcoin. to Tom Powell with special, an H. Special Tom thanks with an to the H-O-M. The O-H-M? Great. The H-O-M. Shout yeah, out to all the uh, Sasquatch and Blasquatch out there. You yeah, know? yeah. You, you, right. Bigfoot. <laughs> all, you, all you computer literate Sas- <laughs> Sasquatches. It's downloading Jim Crenn over shirt. They're going to love this. We're going to get like 80,000 new downloads, back. and it's going to be from year. Yetis and Sasquatch Tell and Black Squatch. <laughs> hey, have, have a great one. Thanks for downloading the show. Hope you enjoyed it. like listening to comedy try watching it on the internet the folks behind the sideshow network have launched a new youtube channel called wait for it it's got interviews with comedians like reggie watts todd glass liza schleichinger slicing driving friends with her for 10 years one of the funniest people out there and i still have a hard time with the last name liza our very own owen benjamin that's me takes you on a musical journey down internet rabbit holes and much more you don't have to wait any longer. Just go to youtube.com slash waitforitcomedy. There's no need to wait for it anymore. Because it's here. And it's funny. And I love you. A few days ago, Brooke Tudine posted an inspirational quote on her wall that got 17 likes and 3 comments. Thumbs up, Brooke. Geico also wants to make a comment. In just 15 minutes, you could save hundreds of dollars on your car insurance by switching to Geico. And nothing says inspiration better than saving money. Well, except for those posters that say things like teamwork, excellence, and make it happen. Hashtag keep climbing. Hashtag savings. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance.